Hey guys, it's Scott. I just want to thank you for tuning into the Blue Ridge Church podcast. You know, I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope it's inspiring to you. And I pray most of all, it's going to help you on your faith journey. So enjoy today. It's great to see you guys. I want to welcome you again to Blue Ridge Church. Those of you with our online campus, it's great to have you guys as well. Uh, if this is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Uh, we really appreciate you being here with us today. Today we're finishing up a series that this will be the fourth week of the series that we've been in called Let It Go. And we've been talking about things in our life that we need to let go of, that we need to discard, that are going to hold us back on our spiritual growth, our personal growth, our relationship growth. Now last Sunday we had one service at 11 o'clock. We celebrated, we had Celebration Sunday last week, and we did river baptisms at 9, and then we did baptisms here at the church at 11 as well. We did child dedication, and it was amazing, I'm telling you. And I know a lot of people were traveling and stuff on Labor Day weekend, but we had 41 people take their next right step in baptism, and we had 14 families that dedicated literally oodles of kids. I mean, they were strung all the way across the stage, but it was an awesome Sunday in you know, that wouldn't happen without you, without your faithfulness, without you serving, your prayers, your generosity, uh, inviting people. And so we've got a video at the end that I'll show you that kind of, uh, for about five minutes, encapsulates all of what happened last weekend. But today, as we finish up this series, I want to look at how do we let go of the need for the approval of others? You know, we all want approval in life, and we want to please people in life. So how do we get rid of that longing that we have to approve, uh, to have the approval of others? And often that starts when we're very young, right? It starts with our parents, and we want the approval of our parents. You know, whether we're getting grades or whether we're doing our chores around the house, or maybe it's performing on the field or you know, on a, on a stage somewhere. Today, we still desire the approval of our friends and, and our relatives and, and our bosses and our, and our co-workers. And maybe not all the time for you, but most of us desire this approval in life. And we have something in us that just wants to be approved by others. We want to please other people. And really, when you look at the Scripture, God says it's not a healthy way for us to live, to constantly be seeking that approval and constantly be trying to please other people. So I want to look at how do we let go of that today, but I think before we can let go of it, we need to be honest with ourselves that it's something we struggle with. And so I came up with a few ways that we can tell if we struggle you know, with the approval of others and constantly struggle with trying to please other people. And one way to tell for sure is that if we're always worried about what other people think about us, right? We're constantly focused on what other people think about us. We spend way much more time in our life worrying about that than anything else. You know, do they approve me? Do they accept me? Do they like me? If you're constantly worried about what other people think about you, you probably struggle with the need for approval. And, and again, it's not like, oh man, this is, this is criminal, this is terrible. It's just one of those things we have to get rid of in our life. Another way to tell is if we become overly sensitive to other people's words 
and overly sensitive to the things that people say. You know, you could do something at work, and you could get 10, 12 people praise you for what a great job you did. Maybe it was a presentation, you know, in front of all the other employees, and you did a great job, and 10 people say, man, you did a great job with that. But then there's one person who has something that's not quite so positive that they say. And all you can do is dwell on what that person said. You've, you've already forgotten the 10 compliments on how great a job you did, and you focus in on what that one person said. And it drives you crazy because you didn't win their approval. Or how about this? You text someone and you get no reply. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Hours and hours go by. And you know this is a person that usually is pretty responsive on their text, and you start to think things like, well, did I do something wrong? Right? Did I offend them? Did I make them mad? Do they still want to hang out with me? Do they, do they still like me? Should I call them on the phone? Anytime we become overly sensitive to what other people say, it's a great sign that we struggle with the approval of others. Here, here's another way we can tell is if we've ever compromised our beliefs or our values or our character for the sake of winning friends or, or getting the approval of others. And we see this a lot, you know, with grown-ups at work, and we see it a lot, especially with teenagers in school, right? They don't want to be singled out. They don't want to be teased. They don't want to be left out of the group. So they'll do something that they've never ever done in their life or they'll say something they would have never said before simply to gain the approval of friends. That's another way to tell. We'll compromise our character or our values or our beliefs for the sake of getting the approval, gaining the approval of others. Another good sign that we are a people pleaser or we need that approval of others is we can't say no. Right? Somebody comes and asks us to do something, and inside we're going, there's no way. There's no way I can do this. I don't have enough time. I'm already overwhelmed. I'm overloaded. I got too much going on. But then on the outside, we're like, sure, you know, I'd be glad to do that because we're afraid we're letting somebody down if we tell them no. And we want them to accept us. We want them to like us. So we just agree to do whatever it is that they've asked us to do. Instead of taking the time, you know, to properly prioritize things in our life and pick those things that are most important things, and I think those are things that have eternal implications, but instead we just say no or we say yes to everything and we can't say no. That's a good sign. We struggle with the approval of others. And probably the last one is uh, that we struggle with the approval of others is that we're hesitant to share our faith or we're hesitant to talk about if Christ is, is your Savior, and I know that's not everybody, but if He is, we struggle to tell people about how Christ changed our life or we struggle to invite them to our group or our ministry or, or our church, wherever we go to church, to hear about Christ because we don't want to come across as overbearing or we don't want to come across as, you know, super religious and if you boiled it down, we probably care more about what that person thinks about us on a personal level than we do their own faith journey and their need to have Christ in their life. So any of those things, 
and you could check that box and say, yeah, then, then you, like me, struggle with the longing for the approval of others. And why is that? Deep down, why is that? And I think it goes back to those insecurities, right, that we all carry around. We are all just a bundle of insecurities, and so we spend our life trying to cover those insecurities. So nobody sees them. They're, they're not public. We don't want anybody to know about them. But when we can please people or we can get the approval of this group or that group or this person or that person, it kind of soothes over those insecurities that we have. But again, there's a danger to that being our focus because God says we don't need to win the approval of others. We don't need to constantly be trying to please people. So if you want to take notes today, our notes are available uh, if you, by downloading that Church Center app. And if you don't have that, you can simply scan one of the QR codes on the side screens if you want to follow along with our notes. Or you can go to blueridgechurch.net, and they're out there as well. But here's our first learning. When we're too busy worrying about what others think about us, we forget what God says about us. Proverbs 29, 25 says, Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. We constantly fear what people think. You know, what do they think about me? What's their opinion of me? Do they like me? Does, does a group like me? What does he say or she say? God says, no, 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 that's a dangerous trap. Trying to please people can actually be sinful. Right? The Scripture says it can be a sin because we're putting the approval of people above the opinion of God. And what we've done is we've made people so big in our lives and we've made God so small. In fact, worrying about what others think or, or what others say can also not only hurt us on our spiritual journey and our spiritual growth, it can hurt us in, in our personal journey, in our personal growth. It can hurt us relationally, it becomes one of the biggest barriers to growth in any area of our life when we're constantly focused on, well, what does this person think? And I think about parents. Parents is probably a, a good example. You know, a lot of parents, their goal is simply to get their kids to like them, right? Well, I just want my kids to like me. I, I want them to be comfortable hanging uh, around with me and that's not our job as parents is to get our kids to like us, right? Even though we, we like to have that, it works for a little while, but then eventually they don't respect us anymore. And unfortunately, sometimes as parents, whether it's your kid's spiritual journey or it's a relation, relationship they're involved with or their personal journey in life, sometimes we've got to make really difficult decisions on behalf of of our kids, and our kids aren't always going to line up with those decisions. Your kids are not always going to think highly of you, right? But our number one job is not to get them to be our friend. Our number one job is to lead them well, right? And if we're constantly focused on, well, I wonder what they think about me. I wonder if they approve of me. I wonder if they like me, then we're not going to lead them very well. Some of you are leaders in the, in the workforce. Some of you are leaders in school or, or maybe even at home. And sometimes as a leader, what do you have to do? You got to make pretty unpopular decisions. If you're constantly focused on what your employees are going to think about you 
when you make this decision, you'll never make a good decision, right? You'll never lead well. And what's behind that worrying about what they're going to think is that people-pleasing mentality that so many of us carry throughout our lives. Again, fearing people is dangerous. God says it pushes us really in the wrong direction. So how do we let go of it? I mean, that's what this series has been about, letting go of these things that are holding us back. How do we let go of our need for people's approval? Or how do we let go of, if you want to call it people-pleasing, if you will? And I think it's pretty simple. And it's learning number two, we need to live our lives to please the Lord. Some of you are thinking, oh boy, that's revolutionary. How long did it take you to come up with that learning this week? But it's the truth, right? That's nothing new to us. It's not, it doesn't come as a shock to us. We've all heard that. But if we really do want to grow and develop and get away from this desiring constantly the approval of others, we have to focus on pleasing God. And I think a great way to start is every single day when you get out of the bed, just tell yourself that. You know what? Today, my goal is to please the Lord. It's not to please anybody else. My goal today is to please the Lord instead of constantly getting trapped into, into pleasing people. Galatians 1.10 says this. It's Paul talking. He says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. In layman's terms, what, what that means is we can't live our lives for, you, you know, the applause of the audience. We have to live our lives for the audience of one, and that's Christ. Every single day, we have to prioritize Christ in pleasing Christ. The right choice is always to try to please Christ and not worry about pleasing others. Does that mean we don't help others or love others or encourage others or have mercy with others? Of course not. Those things please the Lord. And I'm sure you're like me. You can look back on your life and you can see plenty of times you made the decision to win the approval of the crowd, right? Or to win the approval of somebody else instead of simply trying to please God. And let's think about this logically. Even if we wanted to please people all the time, can you please everybody? No, there's no way. You could all be on the same page about this topic, you know, a certain topic, and there's no way you're going to please everybody. I guarantee you everybody yesterday that watched college football, no matter who you root for, I guarantee you everybody wasn't pleased. Even with their own team, they weren't pleased, win or lose. We could never please everybody, but we can please the Lord. I think about church on a Sunday. There's no way we're going to please everybody. There's people that have come. There's people that have left. They don't like, you know, our kids' program or don't like the pastor or don't like, you know, our worship or, or like whatever. And there's no way we could ever please anybody on a Sunday. But, you know, collectively as a body of Christ who we can please, we can please the Lord. And that's what we have to focus on. And it's a dangerous trap when we don't. And so in that verse, Paul is saying, I'm not a people pleaser. I'm not going to be a people pleaser. So if we're going to let go 
of our need for the approval of others, we have to look the Lord's way, right? We have to listen to what he says, and our goal every single day should just simply be to please him. And you know how we please him? By following him. We please him by obeying him. And another thing, that means that we're going to have to learn to, to live through the approval that God's already given us. Do you realize that if you're a follower of Christ, and again, I know a lot of you still have questions on the faith journey. You're not there yet. And I think that's great. Keep asking those questions. Keep seeking. Keep searching. Keep praying for God to reveal himself in your life. But if you do have Christ in your life, that means that you're already approved. You don't have to seek God's approval when you have Christ. Because of Christ, he says, you know what? You're already approved. Paul said it like this in 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 2, verse 4, For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our heart. Paul's saying, hey, if you have Christ, you're already approved. And guess what? He's approved you to distribute his good news. And some of you have heard it referred to as the gospel or the good news. What does that even mean? It's simply the good news about Christ, right? That Jesus came to this earth, fully man, fully God, lived a sinless life, came to seek and to save those who were lost, and then he took all of our sin on the cross and paid the penalty for our sin. That's why God says when we have Christ, we are approved. That means everything that I've done, everything that I'm doing, everything that you've done, everything you're doing, all the sin that our worship leader Justin committed this weekend, that means God sent his son and Jesus paid for those. He was crucified on a cross and then three days later he rose from the dead. And the scripture says that anyone who calls on him and believes in him, he saves us. He forgives us our sins, he makes us right with God, and he gives us eternal life. That is good news. So Paul says, if you're a follower of Jesus, you've already been approved by God, and you've been entrusted with his gospel. So share it. Tell other people how Christ has changed your life. Live out Christ in your life every day. Now, let's be honest. If we do this, if we live our life every day to please Christ, or are we having to tell somebody about Christ, or we invite them to hear about Christ, or we model Christ in our life, guess what? Not everybody's going to like you. There's a newsflash. Not everybody's going to approve of you. But remember what Paul said, our purpose is to please God, not people. When this sinks in, that you are approved by God, you're no longer going to seek the approval of others. You're no longer going to be worried so much about pleasing others. What does that mean that God approves us? It means if you have Christ, when he looks at you, he no longer sees your sin. He doesn't see your past sin. He doesn't see your present sin. He doesn't see your future sin. He sees the righteousness of Christ. And he sees what Christ did for you on the cross and that he forgave us. That's what it means when it says that we're approved 
by God. And so because of what Christ did for me and what Christ did for you, our worth is not based on what other people think about us. Our worth is not based on what somebody says on social media about us. Our worth is based on what Christ already says about us. And he says, because of Christ and because you have Christ, you are approved. You don't need, I don't need to perform our way into the approval of others because we've already got the approval of God. All we need to do is live our lives for Christ because our purpose, again, is to please Christ. What else does God say? Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. That means that once you have Christ, you've invited him into your life, your old life without Christ is gone. You're not just an enhanced person or you know a few modifications, a few improvements. You are a completely new person approved by God. That's what the scripture says. So, and honestly, as cold as it sounds, who cares what anybody else thinks? If that's what God says, who cares? I'm, I'm approved by the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Ephesians 1, 7 says, in him, talking about Jesus, we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Are you feeling a little bit better about your standing and what God says about you? I hope so. That verse there means no matter what you've done, no matter what I've done, no matter how unforgivable I feel or unforgivable that you feel, no matter what somebody in your life's told you you have to do or you've got to stop doing, no matter what Satan says or your boss says, and that could be the same person, Jesus says, you're approved. God says you can have forgiveness because of what Jesus did for you. And once, he, once you have him in your life, I'm going to see his righteousness. Romans 8, 37. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ Jesus who loved us. No matter where you've been, no matter what I've done, Christ truly makes us new, and we are approved. Let's look at another verse, because my goal today is to convince you when you walk out of here, you don't need the approval of others. It doesn't matter what other people think, because the Lord loves you and has already approved you when you have Christ. Ephesians 2, 7 through 10. Now, God has us where he wants us. With all the time in the world, in, in this world and the next, to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The good work he's gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. 
I love how the message lays that out. I think the New Living Translation, uh, God calls us a masterpiece. But bottom line with Christ, we have everything we need. We don't need anybody else's affirmation or stamp of approval. Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. In the sin-filled world that we live in, Jesus says, you are a light for everybody to see. So why do you need the approval of others? Again, God says, you're a light for the world to see. You're already approved. Here's another one, Romans 8, 11. The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living in you. Think about that. We have the exact same spirit living in us that raised Jesus from the dead. And it's that same spirit of Christ that's going to raise us from physical death to eternal life. Why in the world would we get caught up trying to please people knowing that the Spirit of Christ lives in us? 2 Corinthians 5.20, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Now, think about that word ambassador for a minute. We are Christ's ambassadors. What's an ambassador? An ambassador is the highest-ranking official sent from like one place to another place, from one country to another country. Jesus says we are the highest-ranking representative here on earth to declare his good news. That's a pretty impressive job title, right? That's the highest job title we can get. So why would we need anything else? Why would we need anybody else to give us a title or, or, or their approval? Final verse, Romans 12, 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. In other words, if we, if we boiled everything down, that we've talked about today, the only thing that matters is Christ. The only thing matters is pleasing Christ, knowing we've already been approved by Him. And some of you, that's all you need to hear today. That's why God brought you here, I think, to tell you, hey, I approve of you. Because of what my son did, you are approved. You don't have to worry about what other people say. You don't have to worry about what other people think. I'm pleased with you. I approve you you. Again, the quickest way for us to forget what God thinks about us is to become obsessed with what others think about us and become obsessed with what other people say about us. There's no way on this earth we're going to please everybody. But every single day, we can please the Lord. So my whole point today, to get you to walk out of here remembering one thing, and it's this. It's learning number three. Because of Jesus, I'm already approved. Because of Christ and what Christ did for us on the cross, 
and subsequently rose from the dead, because of what Jesus did, we're already approved. We don't need the approval of others. We already have the approval of Christ. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to this earth. Lord, forgive us when we seek the approval of others and we don't focus on pleasing you. God, in this crazy culture we live in where everybody's being rejected and everybody's being canceled, it would would be really easy for us to live our lives to, to try to get the approval of the world and the approval of others. God, we're asking that you help us every day to live our lives simply to please you. Because if we can accomplish that, we can accomplish everything. We can accomplish anything. Maybe you're here today as we're praying or you're at home and you've never invited Christ into your life. Maybe you grew up thinking you had to do something or say something or act a certain way before Christ would approve you. I want you to know he desires more than anything to have a relationship with you. And once we do, we are approved by him. So why don't you invite him in today? Why don't you just open your heart to him and say, Jesus, you know what? I've put you off long enough. I want that approval that only you can give. I want salvation. I want forgiveness of my sins. And invite him into your life. Ask him for forgiveness and he'll give it to you. He's waiting on you. God, as we leave here today, I would just pray that you would help us to truly let go of some of these things we've talked about in this series. Help us to let go of our feelings of inadequacy because you say we're adequate. Help us to let go of our right to to be offended and, and instead to love people and cut people some slack and offer people forgiveness because you give us forgiveness. Help us to let go of our need to control everything. And Lord, help us to let go of our need for approval of others, knowing full well every minute of every day we've already got your approval. God, thank you for these people. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the other churches in our community that are reaching out and sharing the good news. We love you. Amen. So as we finish up today, I'm just going to ask you, Uh, to do me a favor. If you invited Christ into your life for the first time, if you'll check that top box on that connection card that you can get through the Church Center app or uh, through blueridgechurch.net, or you can just stop by the information table or the hub. I want to send you some information in the mail that'll help you on that journey. And we're getting ready to get into group season. A couple of our groups are kicking off now. We're going to be having Trunk or Treat again this year at Blue Ridge Church. They're having a meeting at 12 o'clock for those that are interested in doing just a trunk for the kids or if you're interested in volunteering to help out to pull that event off. That's a huge event for our community and we need all the help we can get for that. And then out in the lobby, our Blankets for Vets groups uh, group is set up out there and then our Sons and Daughters group. That's uh, 18 to 25-year-olds. That's a group that's starting this Actually, it's this Thursday for anybody in that 18 to 25-year-old bracket. We've got a video that we're going to show you as you exit. So if you know anybody in that age group, man, point them out there towards that table. Next week, brand new series, Follow the Leader. We're going to look at leadership skills uh, that Jesus taught and how to apply those to our life to model Christ in our life. So I hope you'll join us. I hope you have a great Sunday. Let's watch this together.
What's up guys? Interested in learning more about Jesus? We've got you covered. Our brand new group at Blue Ridge Church, Sons and Daughters, will be meeting on Thursday nights and we'll open up the Bible, sing some worship, and build Christ-centered relationships with one another. We're really looking forward to seeing you there.